This episode brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're driving, cleaning, and even exercising. But what if you could be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. And auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Multitask right now. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. At the Turn is brought to you by Vice Golf. Vice is a German company that makes premium quality golf balls for half the premium price. The Pro and Pro Plus were awarded a gold medal on Golf Digest's annual hot list, making Vice the only small company to win the magazine's highest award. Use the promo code TURN when you check out at vicegolf.com to get free shipping. It's promo code TURN, T-U-R-N. Golf balls shouldn't cost more than the round of drinks afterwards. What's your vice? This is At The Turn. It's time for discussion and interviews about the world of golf you won't hear anywhere else. Here are your hosts, Nick Heidelberger and Joe Simons. Hello and welcome to another edition of At The Turn. I'm Joe. That's Nick. Nick, how are you? I'm good, Joe. I'm in my podcast studio, my in-home podcast studio, which doubles as a kitchen and a dining room. A lot of versatility going on out here. Do you have a lot of equipment set up, like sound deafening things? I've got all sorts of earbuds and laptops and cups of water. Um, There's a cell phone near me. It's it's pretty high tech, man. Any dogs? Are the dogs going to be making an appearance? There's two dogs. Um, They're both sleeping right now, so hopefully that. uh, Hopefully, no other dogs walk around the neighborhood and get our dogs riled up. But uh, we'll have to wait and see. Very excited about our show today. Our guest is Greg Montefort. He is the Style Insider for PGATour.com. Very interesting conversation that we had with him. We're going to talk about Steph Curry and his success on the Web.com Tour recently. we got to have some Tiger Talk. We'll finish the show off with Tiger Talk and Tony Romo's fledgling amateur golf career. It's, um, it's not going well for Tony and the Lynx. But Nick, first... Let's talk about Rory McIlroy. He fired his caddy after the British Open. They had been together nine years. This is, this is what he said about it. This is, this is Rory's. I was getting very hard on him on the golf course, and I didn't want to treat anyone like that, but sometimes the game drives you to do that. But I felt like it was the right thing to do, and I don't think there was any good time to do it. So basically what he's saying there is he was being kind of a jerk. He didn't like the way he was acting on the golf course to his caddy, so he decided to keep a friend and not a caddy. Uh, does this surprise you, Nick? 
yes and no. I mean, nine years is a long time, and, and I think you see certain players who like to stick to the same caddy. But, you know, caddy changes happen um, for all sorts of different reasons. It's, it's not uncommon to see. Uh, so not too big of a surprise. I'd be really surprised like if Spieth and Greller split up sometime in the next 10 years. I think that's one that's got like a fill and bones type longevity. But um, it's not too surprising. This stuff happens, you know, fairly regularly. It's just that the fact that it happened with Rory um, draws a little more attention to it. And Rory's going to be using the best man in his wedding. His name's Harry Diamond, who kind of sounds like a member of One Direction or like some British boy band. <laughs> that's going to be his caddy the rest of the year. And some big tournaments still coming up. We'll we'll see how that all shakes out. Everyone says Rory should be paired with like Bones or Stevie Williams, a really high profile caddy. Um, that that strikes me as really strange that that's the prevailing thought surrounding this. It's not like Bones or Steve Williams were especially famous prior to hitching their wagons to Phil and Tiger, respectively. And it's not like Michael Greller was this anybody before Jordan Spieth and him had the partnership. So it seems like to me that Rory should go with someone who he's comfortable with. Maybe he should just stick with the best man at his wedding. I don't know. Um, but at least he'll have a few weeks to try it out, and we'll see if he goes with someone more high-profile in the weeks to come. Yeah, I think I think you nailed it. Going with somebody you're comfortable with has got to be the, the most important thing because you, know, you want to have – that that comfort level, that familiarity out there uh, when you're competing in these big tournaments, and the the Bones talk surprises me. I mean, I think it's, I mean, I think don't you think Bones is done as a caddy? I mean, I've I've heard the rumors about his knees, his health not being able to to do it. I don't think Bones is really looking for work uh, as a caddy. Do you think? I think he's really good on TV, and he should probably continue to do that. <laughs> yeah, seems like a good gig. You know, do that for the next 25 years, and then you know, call it a day on the course. I don't know. So we'll see what happens with Rory. Nick, did you watch Steph Curry play any golf this weekend? Um, I didn't watch it. I watched the leaderboards. <laughs> I mean, is it, was it on like was it on ESPN or ABC? I, mean, I don't even know if it was on TV. I don't. Joe, we talked about this. I don't. I don't get TV. That's that. That's the last time I'm going to ask you if you've watched something because I know the answer yeah. is probably no. Unless we lead the show with like, "Hey, Joe, I watched like the PGA <laughs> Championship today," then just assume I didn't watch it. <laughs> Fair enough. So Steph played in the Ellie Mae Classic, which was the Web.com Tour event recently, and he did a lot better than people thought he was going to. He was 3,001, 3,002-1, rather, to win the tournament. He didn't do that. He was 9-1 to to miss the cut, or to make the cut, rather. He missed the cut, but he played better than I think a lot of people thought he was going to. He shot 4 under 74 twice. He made three birdies the first day. He made at least one, perhaps two, on the second day, and he beat professional golfers that were in the field. So <laughs> he beat eight guys. He beat eight guys. Uh, and he beat one of his playing partners who won a couple weeks ago on the web.com tour. At least he beat him for one of the days. People were pretty impressed with Steph. And he rolled in some putts and definitely held his own. So kudos to Steph. Yeah, I think it's I think it's fun. I'm really glad that he played well. I'm not too I mean, everyone's talked about Steph Curry. He's a great golfer too. You know, he's like a what, two or three handicap, which I get the guys on tour aren't two and three handicaps, but it's pretty good for, you know, the NBA MVP. Um, so I'm glad he did well. I think he brought – he's very charismatic. So any, anything you can do to bring attention to the to the game in a good way um, and then kind of shut up some of the haters out there who said, like, he might not even break 80. Uh, 274 is very respectable. That's fun. I'd like to see a little bit more of this. You know, I'd like to see him be a regular in this tournament. Why not? Yeah, I mean, it brings attention to a tour that doesn't have a whole lot – there was 
a ton of focus on a web.com tour event, and I'm a golf dork, so I follow the web.com tour, but a lot of people obviously don't. It's the tour right below the PGA Tour. It's the feeder tour, and Steph brought a lot of attention and charity dollars to this event, so I think it was an overwhelming success. I'd like to see, does he have an official world golf ranking now? I doubt it. How many events do they have to play in to get one? Because he's played in some pro-ams. I mean, I don't know what the what what the qualifications are, but I'd be interested to see what Steph has to do to like pass Tiger in the official world golf rankings. Well, I would assume make a cut on the Web.com tour is probably step number one <laughs> of being in official world golf rankings. I doubt the celebrity tournaments said, have any bearing in it. Yeah, probably not. But I know I said I don't want to talk about Tiger's world rank. But if if Steph Curry surpasses Tiger in the in the world rankings, then I do want to talk about it. <laughs> All right, we're going to get into our chat with Greg Montefort, the style insider for PGATour.com, right after this. Joe, you know what I did yesterday? Played some golf. I played golf yeah. with Vice ProSoft at the turn logo golf balls. It was incredible. Lucky you played you. these. I did. I, I, I played with them yesterday as well. The spin around the green with these golf balls is amazing. I will be honest, they're they're very soft, and it took me a couple holes to get used to, but once I did, around the greens in the short game was unbelievable. I had a couple chip-ins. It was, it was a great experience. Wow. A couple chip-ins? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I had, a, I had about a 40-yard chip-in for birdie when I thought I was going to make a double, and it went in. It was, it was good times. That's a good feeling. I took one out to put in my little um, ball frame because I'm gonna. I, I want to keep an at the turn logo golf ball. You know what I like about these? They're matte finish. Yeah. You know, you mentioned this to me because you saw you opened up your package before I did, but it looks sweet, and uh, I think it is a little easier to find. It's not glaring in the sun. Um, I really like it. I like the feel. Um, and Vice is awesome for partnering with at the turn. Yeah. Basically, they're golf balls that are premium at a less than premium price. It's on Golf Digest's annual hot list, the Pro and the Pro Plus. So get yourself some Vice Golf Balls. Go to vicegolf.com, enter promo code TURN, and you get free shipping. That's promo code TURN. Vice Golf, we love you. Joining us now is the PGATour.com style insider. He also runs Golf Threads blog. He's here to give us a little fashion advice Greg Montefort, thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Well, Greg, style on the PGA Tour is all over the place. You see outfits that you wouldn't see outside of the course. But what about taking PGA Tour style to local courses? Is it okay for guys like me and Nick to show up with bright orange pants? Oh, wow. Uh, You know, I I always say kind of dress however you want, but... Uh, if you're going to go bold and loud, you have to own it. Uh, you know, I think that's one reason why it works for, uh, you know, Ricky Fowler so well is that, uh, you know, he, he owns whatever he's looking, uh, whatever he's wearing. So, I mean, today, you know, he, he was back to his kind of orange cone, uh, uh, traffic cone, orange look at the at the WGC, which we haven't seen for a few years. Uh, and that was kind of bright and bold. But, you know, whether it's that or his joggers or his high tops or, you know, the different color hats that he wears, uh, he owns it and he rocks it. So I always say kind of dress as your personality and uh, your game will allow you to and uh, just own it while you're out there. 
So you, you can't show up shooting like 105 in, in like bright orange pants. It's, it's probably frowned upon. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Uh, you know, it, you, you probably don't want to draw too much attention to yourself if uh, you're going for the triple digit. <laughs> That's a good rule of thumb. Hey, um, <laughs> as the style expert, do you feel, I mean, like, it's one thing for a guy like me. I feel like I got some sneaky style. I show up. I look nice. You know, but I don't label myself as a style expert. You know, you show up or all your buddies like, oh, man, you're the style expert. Like, you've got some extra pressure on yourself to, to look sharp when you show up to the course, huh? Yeah, there's serious pressure. And uh, guys let me know whether they like it or they don't like it. And, uh, I mean, even before I started doing this, you know, I – I was big into golf fashion and style, and it almost became like, hey, what's Greg going to show up with uh, this week uh, sort of thing. So, uh, and, you know, I definitely get feedback as far as like, hey, I don't like that. Like, what are you wearing today? Or, you know, hey, that's kind of boring. What do you got going on? Uh, But, uh, you know, then I also get, uh, you know, people asking me, hey, where are you shopping and uh, where can I get that? Uh, That looks good. You know, what size should I buy in that? So uh, it's all good. It's it's kind of fun for me because uh, I've always looked at golf as, hey, let's go out and have some fun. And, you know, being fashionable and stylish and looking good out there is, is just part of the game for me. Greg, how does one become a style expert? What is your background? <laughs> uh, let's see. Well, I've, I've played golf for, well, I guess since I was 11 or 12. So for, you know, 30 plus years, I've been playing golf. Uh, I've always had an interest in fashion. Uh, you know, even in high school, you know, I, I like to dress nice. And, uh, you know, I, I think I started reading like GQ back in high school or college. So, uh, I've always liked to, you know, keep up on the latest trends and, and things like that. Uh, you know, other than that, um, you know, it's, it's you know, kind of, you know, digging into the research and especially now with, you know, social media, it's really easy to, to follow what's going on in fashion, just not here, like in the U.S., but uh, also see what's uh, going on in Europe and, you know, what the latest trends are as, you know, at, uh, you know, Men's Fashion Week, whether it's in Paris or New York or Milan, just all of those trends that, you know, we see in menswear and streetwear, you know, a lot of them just, they end up making their way to the course eventually. You know, golf will certainly lag a few years behind what we're kind of seeing on, on the streets. But, uh, you know, even, you know, the, the joggers, the high tops, uh, some of the more kind of casual streetwear looks that we're seeing on the course, you know, those were the things that, you know, started popping up kind of in the menswear scene, you know, five, six years ago. Is there anything that you're seeing out there now outside of the course that you think in the next couple of years uh, might make its way to golf specifically? Yeah. I, I think people will probably cringe at this, but, uh, pleats. So, oh, no. uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, you know, for years, you know, the last 10, 15 years, we've been telling golfers, hey, no pleats, lose the pleats, you know, flat front is the way to go. And, you know, everything with fashion is, is cyclical. I mean, we've seen it with a, a lot of the retro looks from the 70s and the 80s, you know, both off the course and, and on the course. But, you know, pleats are starting to have, actually have made a comeback in, in the menswear scene, you know, the the last two or three years and we're just starting to see them kind of come back to the course now 
uh, as well. Uh, I think the big difference, though, than kind of like your dad's pleated pants from, you know, the 80s, uh, you know, the triple pleats uh, and really kind of baggy and, and balloony type of fabric is that, uh, you know, the pleats that we're seeing now, it's more of like a, it's, it's a single pleat, which is actually, you know, said to be the most flattering type of pant that a guy can wear. And, uh, you know, it also kind of has that kind of a modern, uh, I've heard it referred to as like a carrot shape, you know, where, you know, it's a little bit wider at the hips with the pleat, but then it gets, uh, you know, nice and slim and, and, and really tapered, you know, below the knee and, uh, you know, kind of that short, uh, skinny hem at the bottom. So uh, a little bit different than, you know, what we were rocking, you know, back in the 80s. So. <laughs> All I can think about is the Anchorman scene <laughs> where you mentioned please. Uh, I, I'm not going to, I'll see, I'll spare you my Ron Burgundy impression, but um, if yeah, you don't know it, look it up. <laughs> yeah, um, funny. Uh, Puma, Puma actually has a single pleated pants in their fall collection. And uh, Ricky was supposed to wear them at the Open Championship. And I don't know if he ever did. I never saw like a good picture of him to, to see whether he was wearing them or not. But uh, I think there are a couple other brands. Uh, I think there's a European brand called Colmar that uh, uh, has a single pleat pant uh, in their collection for fall as well. So kind of be on the lookout for that. I'm not sure how I feel about it. Uh, not sure I'm ready to uh, start wearing pleats again. But. <laughs> so I see that you are very against cargo shorts. Can you explain your stance on that? Uh I, yeah, let me be clear. It's not all cargo shorts. Oh, okay. okay. Um, I, I think uh, kind of the traditional cargo shorts that we've seen that, uh, you know, are really kind of baggy and, you know, have the pockets that kind of balloon out at, at the sides. And, uh, you know, they end up falling kind of below your knee and, you know, more towards your shin and things like that. Um, you know, to me, it, uh, on the course, it just looks a little floppy. Uh, to me, uh, especially now, like tailored looks are, are really in. Um, and even just, you know, for non shorts, uh, you know, more kind of a, a tailored fit, not so much skinny or slim in the shorts, but, you know, definitely the hemlines have kind of come up on the shorts for guys where if, if you're, you're, your shorts are touching your knee, it's probably a little bit too long uh, right now, like to get it, uh, you know, about an inch or so above the knee now not talking about like 70s basketball shorts uh, style we don't want to go there but uh you know definitely a little bit shorter length in the shorts uh uh you know than you know maybe about 10 or 15 years ago that we were seeing uh yeah i like a lot of kind of the 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 cargo shorts cargo pants that are you know, have the slim pockets on them. So, you know, you can barely tell that, you know, that there's a pocket there. I think, uh, you know, especially in in the modern world today where, you know, you have a phone and you have various other devices and stuff like that, you know, finding a place to put all of that stuff is a little bit challenging at times. But, you know, the main thing is just to, you know, kind of keep a really clean look and a clean silhouette. Uh, so, you know, that, that, that's kind of my stance on Cargo's. All right, Joe and I both think? have birthday uh, this month. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're still young bucks, but we're getting a little bit older. What age do we have to start tucking our golf shirts in? Tucking your golf shirts in? Um, I don't know. I always tuck mine in. So, <laughs> um, 
I, I think the big thing is kind of the fit of the polo shirt. Um, you know, again, you want your polo shirt to, to fit kind of slim. You don't want, uh, you know, the, the hem of the shirt to kind of be hanging past the middle of your back pocket. Um, so, yeah, as long as you're kind of in line with that, I, I, I think you're okay and maybe you don't need to tuck them in. So, uh, I, I don't know that there's an age requirement, probably more of a fit of the polo requirement. Speaking of polos, one thing that always befuddles me is how high I button up. So most golf shirts that I own <laughs> have three buttons, and when I have just one button buttoned, it looks kind of sloppy. When I have two buttons buttoned, it kind of looks like, um, you know, this guy's a little stiff, not having a good time yeah. out here. I'm not going to go all three buttons like Bubba, for goodness sakes. What's what's a good rule of thumb on how many buttons to button? Uh, you know, if it's a three-button placket, uh, you know, you can go one or two on that. It, it's kind of up to you. Whatever you feel comfortable with and whatever looks best uh, with that particular shirt. Um uh, I, I kind of struggle with that as well. I know some of the three-button placket shirts that I have, I kind of sit there in front of the mirror, and I'm like, oh, I don't know, one, like, you know, am I showing a little bit too much chest here? Or two, <laughs> I kind of feel like you know, I'm a little uptight and, you know, a little urkelish or something. So um, it, it, it all kind of depends on how you want to wear it. Uh, but you're definitely right. Like, if it's a three-button placket, you don't want to have all three open. Uh, that would probably be the only rule of thumb. If if it's four, I would say you definitely need to have two buttons. So. Sounds good. Before we get you out of here, uh, I just want to do a quick quick hitter. Fashionable or faux pas? We're going to give you okay. um, a trend or a type of garment or whatever it is, and you can let us know if it's fashionable or if we should com- avoid it altogether. Um, yeah, I'll get us started. One word answer, new... or, or can I clarify? Uh, you can clarify. Yeah, a couple sentences <laughs> okay, for sure. All right. um, these Nike shirts that are collarless golf shirts. We see Jason Day and Rory wearing them. Um, no collars, just some buttons. What's your take on that? Uh, yeah, so we're talking about the blade collars from Nike. Um, I, I like the blade collars from last year better than the ones this year. They seem to be actually have more of a collar to them. I, I think Nike even like took the collar down a little bit on them this year. Um, I, I just like that uh, Nike and you know Puma as well. They're doing some more progressive things uh, with golf fashion, which I think is good for the game. I mean, uh, I think a lot of people look at golf and, and the fashion and the, you know old men in plaid and stuff like that and and the game's evolving the game's changing i mean at one point everybody wore you know a shirt and tie and a jacket and you know probably at some point some kid said you know what i'm not going to wear that anymore and everyone said that that kid was going to ruin the game the game was over because we weren't going to wear you know a, a coat and tie anymore but uh, I think it needs to evolve. I, I'd say overall, um, I, I'd give the the blade collars a thumbs up, and you know, I, I, I see different guys on tour wearing them in different ways. Some look good, some don't. Uh, I'll, I'll give it a thumbs thumbs up. Okay, you mentioned it. The cardigan, the tie look. Justin Thomas rocked it at the Open. Looked pretty slick. Is that fashionable or a faux pas? I loved it. I, I wish we'd see more guys doing that. I mean. As much as you know, the new progressive looks are, are really cool and 
and it's evolving. I, I mean, I really like uh, what Thomas did going with the, the shirt, the tie, the cardigan. I, again, I'd, I'd like to see more guys doing that. I know Ryan Moore did it a few years ago, and I think he, he kind of took a little bit of heat for it at the time. But, um, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, especially for, like, major championships, like, I think that would be a cool look at Augusta and, you know, for some of the other majors. And, you know, with how, you know, we're starting to see the performance fabric kind of slip into menswear as well these days. So uh, you can definitely get a lot of stretch with, uh, you know, your your kind of traditional dress shirts and, and cardigans and things like that. So cool look. Like, I actually want to go out and, like, get a shirt inside cardigan and, and wear it on the course. Nice. Uh, we touched on this a little bit earlier. Grown men not named Ricky Fowler wearing bright orange pants to a casual round. It, it's a tough look to pull off, I'll tell you that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think Ricky may be the only one that can actually pull that off and make it look good. Uh, all four, uh, you know, a lot of colors kind of below the waist. Uh, you we're know, seeing a lot of blues and kind of teals and you know, even some berry colors and, and stuff like that these days. Orange is, orange is just a tough color, I think, for people to pull off in general because it's just such a high-contrast color. You, you referenced the jogger shoes that we've seen a few players wear. Basically, they look like, for folks who haven't seen them, I think the easiest comparison is like high-top basketball shoes. They're just high-top shoes. Do those count as a faux pas, or would you say they're fashionable? Um, so I'd, I'd say fashionable on Ricky again, and probably a faux pas for everybody else. Like, I haven't really seen anybody wear the high tops or – kind of wear the jogger pants that I've been able to pull them off uh, as well as well as Ricky does. Um, I will say, though, that um, we had a pretty wet winter here in Northern California, and I actually thought about going out and getting a pair of high tops because they're almost like golf boots. And, you know, kind of keep your feet dry as you're walking through puddles and, and keeping water from, you know, seeping around your ankles and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, definitely some some level of function there as well. Uh, with the high tops. Greg, before we let you go, do you have one golden rule of fashion or one thing that our folks should take away of this is something you absolutely have to do or absolutely shouldn't do on the golf course when dressing? Uh, I would say that I've been preaching about white belts, uh, you know, <laughs> for you know the, the five years that, you know, I've been, been doing this and even before I started, I mean, the white belt, is, it's just not a good look. And, uh, you know, it's, a lot of people are, you know, they're drawing attention to their midsection, which, I mean, for a lot of us, that's not the area where we want to draw a lot of attention. So anytime <laughs> you have a high contrast kind of piece in your outfit, that's where the eye is going to go. Uh, you know, for instance, I was, you know, watching the tournament the other day and Matsuyama had like a black shirt and black pants and a white belt on and immediately where your eye goes is to, to the, to the white belt. And, uh, you know, it, it also ends up like cutting your outfit in half. Uh, you know, it, it doesn't make a smooth transition from top to bottom. So, uh, you know, for me, I always tell people to try and match their, their belt to the pants. Like that has a real kind of slimming effect and really kind of smooths out uh, your entire outfit from, from head to toe. 
He's Greg Monafort, the PGATour.com style insider. Greg, if folks want to read you, where can they besides PGATour.com? Yeah, so uh, our site is golf.threads.com and uh, also on Twitter at uh, Golf Threads Blog and uh, on Instagram at Golf Threads Blog as, as well. So. Greg, really appreciate your time and the insight. Thank you. Thanks, yeah, Greg. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. All right, Joe, your favorite NFL future Hall of Fame quarterback, future Hall of Fame broadcaster, future Hall of Fame amateur golfer was back in action on the links this week. Tony Romo, tell us about it. So Tony Romo played in the Western Amateur, which is one of the biggest amateur tournaments in the country. And he looked pretty solid, Nick. He was uh, just just two over through 15, hovering around the cut line. People were getting excited. Then he had a uh, Tony Romo-like finish. <laughs> oh, no. He went bogey, triple bogey, triple bogey, shot an 80 in the first round. In the second round, he was assessed a one-stroke slow, slow play penalty en route to an 82. My favorite part about it, listen to this quote about the, uh, <laughs> slow, pay, the slow, that's tough to say, slow play penalty. Quote, he was very gracious about it. Western Golf Association Tournament Chief Vince Pellegrino told the Chicago Tribune, and that's where the tournament is, Chicago. His group fell behind and missed two checkpoints. The others in the group did not receive a penalty. They made an effort to close the gap, but Tony did readily accept the penalty. So a gentleman on the golf course, Tony Romo, that's my takeaway. I, I hope they came out there and just threw a yellow flag at him. <laughs> Delay of game. <laughs> The worst part about Tony Romo blowing up on that finish was a lot of the posts included montages of Tony Romo throwing devastating interceptions while a quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. Oh and for some God. reason, I, I tortured myself and watched every single one of them and just shook my head in amazement. But <laughs> catch Tony Romo. He'll be broadcasting NFL games and hopefully golf tournaments soon. And you know what? I, I still love him. I Good for him He'll for getting back, out Joe. there. He He'll will, be back. He Don't will. you worry. He'll, he'll, he'll dust himself off. That's what Tony Romo does. Yeah. Um, next next time it's time for U.S. Open qualifying in, in uh, 2018. Uh, he'll be he'll be strong as ever. Don't don't worry. Well, it's now time for my favorite segment of the show. Time for some Tiger Talk. And Nick has been. We should we should rename this segment. <laughs> Joe tells Nick what what Tiger did this week <laughs> because I I'm not qualified to host any segment called Tiger Talk until he's back in a back on a golf course. <laughs> it's basically me creeping on him on social media and <laughs> just thinking to myself, why would Tiger be doing this? Is he okay? Is everything all right with Tiger? So, three big posts this week. We'll do it chronologically. Tiger Woods and his kids were with Messi at the end of a game, hanging out with Messi, the famous soccer player, probably the best soccer player in the world. And they're just kicking it in jerseys, hanging out. Of course, Tiger Woods gets access to a person like that. So, Tiger Woods, wonderful father. That's post number one. Post number two, Tiger Woods is in the Bahamas. There's a couple of bros working out. Tiger Woods is there. Tiger Woods is working out next to these guys. What kind of, what kind of workout? What's the workout like? Can you tell how strong his back is? Is he lifting weights? Is he just kind of sweating? I need to learn uh, how this is going to affect his golf game. So if you want to see the picture, it is on the Facebook page of At The Turn. But it's just him and just a couple of dudes in the Bahamas. Tiger Woods is sweaty, standing between them. It's, it's like a selfie face picture, so you can't really tell. 
uh, if Tiger's legs are jacked, if he's been working out a lot, or if he's just doing some uh, light cardio on the stationary bike there, which is, I hope, the case because the man just had another back surgery recently. He shouldn't be lift No deadlifting, Tiger. That, that puts, <laughs> puts a lot of strain on your lower back. So it's not like the Rory post when he uh, replied to Chambly where he's doing, like, five squats at max uh, max weight? No, it's nothing like that. Ho- ho- hopefully Tiger is just doing bicycle work and, 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 and not being crazy about it. So that was, okay. that was post number two from the Bahamas. Also from the Bahamas, Tiger Woods, shirtless, on a very nice-looking boat, holding a gigantic lobster, saying that he's doing some fishing down in the Bahamas. So in case you were wondering if Tiger is still working out a lot, Based on the picture of him shirtless in the Bahamas, he definitely is. And, I mean, Tiger Tiger looks pretty shredded for a dude in his 40s coming off his, I think, fourth back surgery. So, my man is still working out. I hope not too much, but at least he's having some nice whirlwind adventures uh, in the Bahamas and with his kids. Hey, what more can you ask for? That's a, that's a pretty good Tiger update. <laughs> you sound pleasantly surprised that we actually had somewhat uh, of a conversation about Tiger. Yeah, last week, uh, two weeks ago, was a bit of a struggle with the with the pool table cover. I just I just had a hard time getting excited about that one. Well, uh, <laughs> as long as Nick is entertained, I'm entertained, and I hope uh, you folks enjoyed that segment of Tiger Talk. Well, Nick, uh, unless you have anything else, I'm gonna go ahead and put a bow on this episode. Uh, nope, that's all I got. <laughs> okay, I, I figured I would check in. Thanks, Nick. Uh, so, want to thank our guest again today, Greg Monafort, the style insider for PGATour.com. Also want to thank, of course, Vice Golf, the new partner of At The Turn. Vice is a German golf company. They make premier golf balls at a lower price than the, uh, the, other, the other people who make golf balls that you... Uh, that you may know of, but go on, go on vicegolf.com. Use promo code TURN. That's T-U-R-N. You get free shipping. Vice Golf, uh, they make really high-quality golf balls. Nick and I both tried them out this weekend, and they really improved my short game. Nick, you love those balls, don't you? Love them. Okay. <laughs> Nick is done with this episode, so we better, <laughs> we better wrap it up, folks. Thank you for listening, and uh, we'll catch you next time. I'm Lacey Evans. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. At the turn.